1: Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by. Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen. (laughs) So much broke in the
0: last like 12 hours, which is crazy. I know. I know. I'm glad we get to cover it all. All right. This week on Royally Obsessed, we have a big episode coming up. A really fun episode, actually, because the royals weren't up to a lot, but they were up to some fun things. Particularly Prince Harry and Princess Eugenie in the stage. Such a double take when
1: I saw that. I could Ah! not believe it. I love that you texted me that immediately as soon as you saw it. I did like a casual IG scroll, like, you know, dual screens while you're watching the game. I was not. You know that I'm super sporty on you weren't this podcast. fully invested in <laughs> the Rams like, and the Bengals. What? And it was almost like they got a touchdown.
0: I was so excited, but we'll get into all that. I love it. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it first. Follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. It's at Roy Obsessed Podcast. Also, we love hearing from our listeners. So please, please, please email us info at gallerypodcasts.com. Rachel, how was your Valentine's
1: Day, first and foremost? It was great. I feel like I got to volunteer in Finn's classroom, which was amazing. Sorting hey. Valentine's is incredibly, incredibly challenging. I think I made mistakes. I felt very... You were st- sorting? Oh, you were there sorting were the... There were just na- like oh, hundreds so of Valentine's. For- I had to do all that's the so classes. Cute. And so it was just like a very high-pressure job. And I was I was very concerned I had to redo a couple things. It was, It was a lot, but it was very exciting. Were there some really cute valentines? Parents are, like, I I did super basic, and the gifts that they got was just wild. But um, my funniest thing was that it was my first time in Finn's classroom, and they let us walk over and wave and say hi, and Finn did not want me to be. He was was like, excuse me, I'm at school. Like, there's a separation. He literally (laughs) didn't acknowledge (laughs) me. And the other parents' kids were like, mommy, mommy. They were so excited, and Finn was like, I don't know you be cool
0: <laughs> so, oh that's good though he's independent independent you know? a little
1: snap snap snap
0: yes how was your valentine's roberta it was good it was low-key um flowers Dominoes pizza Domino's. Uh, the whole nine Well yards. played, well played. <laughs> Wait, you have to tell us about. There were parents that got presents. What?
1: what well, no, not presents? parents. They brought in for each kid. It was like little gifts, yeah, like what stamps, they pencils, tattoos, oh, okay, okay. stickers. I was nothing thinking, like crazy. teddy bears for every kid. No, no, that's a no. That's a lot. No. That's no. A lot. Uh, lots of gummy bears, though. That was very exciting. Kids these stage. Yes. All right. Well, what are we talking about today? Uh, all right. So we are flashing back to King George the Funerals. So this was nine days after he passed away. Uh, there was a state funeral. We're going to talk about that. Reflections, many reflections on Queen Consort Camilla. That has been the talk of the talk of the town. Can I say ton? Because Bridger, Bridgerton talk is coming back soon. Uh, <laughs> that is something we want to get into. Prince Andrew. I am not allowed to slam my hand on the table because our producer will get mad about that if I was about to. <laughs> okay. But Prince Andrew, we got, I mean, just a wild update there, the settlement. So we are going to talk about that. Charles and Camilla's double COVID-19 diagnosis. As we mentioned, Harry and Eugenie at the Super Bowl. So, so much, Roberta. I could keep before going. The list is long. All
0: the, yeah, the list is very long. So before we get into all that, what are we sipping this week? The most important update, I yes. like. Clink, clink, clink. And now it's time for the Weekly Royal Cocktail.
1: Well, I actually sipped it at, in the evening because we are – you know, casually at 9 a.m. on a Wednesday this week. But uh, <laughs> but I did in my voice, but. indulge in this wine subscription from Lathe Whites. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think you're saying that right. And I think it started over – it started in Europe, in the UK. I had their Zinfandel, and it was – I'm just so into reds still. I feel like I was out of reds, and our wine shop is a million miles away. So the wine subscription deal, when it's frigid, is a really great option, in my opinion. Yeah, and I also
0: sipped mine over the weekend – Now I'm on my iced coffee. Yeah. So water for me right now. Have to get that. Lame. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We'll Well, get back to it.
0: (laughs) Yes, we will. We will. As we're sipping, I wanted to read. We got some really, you know, enlightening DMs on Instagram this week. So Joanna wrote and said, Kate announced her tour with Legos because Legos originated in Denmark, which... I had no idea. That was fascinating to learn. Did you know that? Origin? I did not
1: know the origin story of Legos. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, ashamed of myself.
0: Go. Deeper <laughs> level there. Thank you, Joanna. And then Heather wrote, Hi, ladies. I think it's great that Camilla will be queen Consort. Diana was the people's princess, and her loss is still felt. But to Camilla's credit, she's done an excellent job for 17 years, being Charles's true partner and a member of the royal family. I don't think it's fair to hold Camilla solely accountable for the affair. Charles was involved, too, and sadly, his marriage to Diana never should have happened. Hmm. very fair point i yeah. do feel like there's been a lot of weird arguments online about if camilla should be queen consort or not and it feels weird to come to camilla's defense because i haven't always been the biggest camilla fan, no but i
1: do feel like she deserves it in this way i feel like i really yeah, want to stick to my guns really on this hard i feel like i'm gonna yeah. hijack my low for a second but i <laughs> i'm probably do messing it. this up but i feel like i you know <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes had a really great deep dive in her weekly newsletter about Queen Consort Camilla. And she yeah. really talks about the how Camilla shouldered the blame in the tablet, in the eyes of the tabloids for Charles Diana. And that wasn't just in the UK, it was in the US. And then just I think for me, it's just, you know, obviously Camilla was not not guilty. I'm like, how am I saying this? She was not not guilty yeah. in the love triangle, right. but she's also never spoken out where we've heard from Charles and Diana and I don't know it just fascinates me when you look back at the coverage like Elizabeth references this SNL skit from 2005 when Charles and Diana got engaged which I ended up checking out and oh I watched this too and it's really yeah, the attacks horrible. on her appearance in particular yeah. and just like I think the double standard of it all it's made me more reflective the misogyny Same. everything you know Camilla was shamed for having a past but Charles clearly had a past this was pre-diana and mm-hmm. and that was okay so
0: and i do feel like diana's memory and her her part in all of this doesn't affect the outcome like in the at the yeah. end of the day like charles and camilla were always gonna be together it feels like and so it's it like feels yeah. yeah like we love and honor diana and her her memory and her the ending of her story is so tragic but i think that camilla still can deserve to be queen consort
1: she's Put in so much work for that. Yeah. And so, sometimes we have to move Jesus forward, rock, I, guess. I guess. And yeah, yeah, diana's definitely my true north. But I was thinking about Herbert. I'm like, her should this true be north. like? I love should that. Camilla get like the I Tanya treatment or something? <laughs> it just is fascinating to think about. You know, with everything we know about the media. Anyways, <laughs> the I Tanya treatment. But I'm like, I'm just thinking about it because it's just you know the spin that Camilla endured, and she's never totally. snapped with how aggressive yes, and that's hostile a, that, and I awful. Feel like
0: she's, the weight of all of this mm-hmm. with a lot of dignity actually over the years yeah. i do think that she's been um charles's you know strength so
1: yeah there were a lot she was not the only one in that love triangle so yeah
0: totally anyways i do feel like us going back and forth about this though is is how us and how all royal watchers kind of feel because we do feel like we have to convince ourselves that this is all okay it's like, is this what we have to do to say Camilla can be Queen concert? We have to talk ourselves into it. I don't
1: know. That's just final thought. All right, let's get into history. And now, this
0: week in royal history.
1: Okay, so this week in royal history, we are talking about the funeral of King George the Sixth. W- it took place it's on february bummer, yeah. History, but, uh, but it was—it's interesting. It was on February fifteenth, nineteen fifty-two. As I said, just nine days after he passed away, and it was a state funeral. We obviously saw the contrast. Prince Philip had a ceremonial funeral as well as a majorly scaled back funeral with the pandemic. This line in the New York Times about King George, it said, sad as the occasion was, it brought a touch of glamour and colour to the drab London winter scene. And I, I can see that, right? Because there's so much pomp and circumstance. And I was able to watch some of it, the black and white footage on YouTube of this funeral. And it really is, you know, incredibly over the top, you know, I I definitely don't, in my recent memory, can't think of a state funeral that I've witnessed. I know the Queen Mother likely had one.
0: Yeah, it's weird to think, though, that, like, with such a sad occasion, that's what's bringing a touch of glamour. You know? I know. But it's such it, a
1: bizarre line, right? But it yeah. is – there's so much ceremony around it. Big Ben told 56 times for King George. There was a gun salute. This was a little snippet from the New York Times. Newspaper writing, as always, was incredible back then. But the Queen Mother, Princess Elizabeth, and Margaret were all in a glass coach, and they passed by the window with the dowager Queen Mother, Mary, because she was too old. She was 85. This is George's mom, and she wasn't able to attend. She didn't feel comfortable attending. So she waved farewell to her son from the window, and they all looked up. Um, mm. I think another detail that struck me was just that Prince Philip was walking immediately behind the coach, and we think of that vision from Diana's funeral, but he was there with the Duke of Kent, the Duke of Gloucester, and the Duke of Windsor, which is, you know, obviously was, after abdicating the throne, that was a big deal for him to participate, and Wallace Simpson wasn't actually invited to be at the funeral, oh, uh, wow. so she was blocked from attending because of the Queen Mother, so King George's, King George VI's wife. Her anger was still so great, but the Duke of Windsor was allowed to be there. So just fascinating to read all of this history. And at the end, the funeral train took King George's body to Windsor with Elizabeth and the family on board in a separate car.
0: I didn't realize too, like so many sad and reflective moments are kind of back to back to back. I mean, obviously her dad's passing and his funeral would be close together, but also Princess Margaret's death anniversary was last
1: week as well mm-hmm. i know we so you know we there's so much royal history because we also for time failed to mention last week that august hawk august philip hawk Brooksbank was turning one we just were like Augie. there was just so much news so i think I yeah know. when princess margaret passed away on what was princess margaret's She died on February 9th. So Princess Margaret's passing was February 9th. So a lot of sad occasions for the queen this time of year. But yeah, I think just in general, you know, Queen Elizabeth was only 25. You know, you see her youthfulness, obviously, in all of the funeral coverage. And just it's a remarkable thing. Everyone should check it out on YouTube. It's weird to send people to watch a funeral on YouTube. But just seeing the history and then how history repeats, I think, is really fascinating. (laughs)
0: This week, what have
1: the royals been up to? Rachel, kick us off. All right, well, we got this kind of fun little, you know, twinge of the crown with the news that Queen Elizabeth gave Roddy Llewellyn, who was Princess Margaret's lover for about eight years, we remember from the crown, uh, permission to visit her grave at Windsor Castle on the 20-year anniversary of her death. Apparently, the queen had kind of like a felt a soft spot for Roddy, who's now 74, because he made yeah. Margaret so happy. And anyways, it just made me think back to that really powerful and poignant episode of The Crown. How about you? I will always think it's weird to think he's 74 because I'll always think of him
0: as like really hot. Young a total thing. babe. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like oiled up on musty with sundry emotion. Yeah. <laughs> the touchdown of the plane. That's and- really, but there's no pictures from him visiting as, oh, there is. Hey, is this a recent picture of him? I think – so
1: he was in London for two funerals. I'm not sure if that's actually a picture of him at – I don't think that's a picture he of him at Windsor Castle. Yeah, he looks great. That, and I didn't know that, that Elena case. Barnum-Carter, who played Margaret in The Crown, met with Roddy. Did you know that to help I think prep I did know that, that she, for research, yeah. She,
0: <laughs> she talked a lot about how she, like, channeled Margaret's ghost – Did you hear this? Oh, she's so interesting. Helena Bonham Carter is like one of my favorite people. But yeah, she's very
1: out there. But I I don't doubt that. What did she say about it? She said he's very fun, warm, and musical. Like he started singing a song in her kitchen or something. But anyways. Oh, that's
0: nice. Roddy seems like a good dude. That's all. I'm glad the queen – yeah, and I'm glad the queen let him visit. We also had this week Prince William in Dubai, which feels now like – not that big of a deal because of everything else that's kinda of come poor out. William. It's hard when there's it's just it's so hard when there's this happens. I don't know. It's like It was a really quick tour, too, in his defense. And I actually feel like some of the ancillary content, if I can call it that, which yeah. is that like Chris Jackson and his family were also in Dubai was like one of my favorite parts.
1: Oh, my gosh. The IG stories. That was amazing The whole to family. Yeah. The whole Jackson family. I just love it. Well, I also um, felt but, like it was – I was just going to say that it's like it could be like hashtag Kate's not here. Like I, I love William <laughs> to Pieces, but like I feel like Kate is like this like golden draw. touch yeah. to all of the royal yes. occasions right now. I
0: mean, the fashion, the it's fashion, just so much fun. but Sorry, he William. did have a very kind of, I don't know, Instagram moment with him standing in front of the sports car and oh, posting yes, in Dubai. Car. It was such a
1: classic, like Dubai picture, I feel like. Yes. No, I loved it for them. And great. I, I love what he's doing with Earthshot and sustainability. Yeah. Moving on, a fun little Valentine's tidbit was. I thought this might be kind of snoozy, but it actually was really adorable. Sophie, Countess of Wessex, stopped by Shooting Star Children's Hospices. She's the patron. And she participated. There's a video online of her participating in All You Need Is Love by the Beatles. They're singing it, but it's the Makaton version. So it's signs and symbols to help communicate. And you prominently see Sophie's bright red nail polish, which I also (gasps) thought was a total royal surprise. And just a really sweet... Occasion, and I think Sophie sometimes doesn't get the splashy news coverage, but it, it's worth yeah. checking out that video too. I love that. I
0: love that she was wearing red too. Yes, me too. I was wearing red on Valentine's Day, red nail polish. And then, last but not least, before we get into our two big news stories, we have Harry and his call with Gareth Thomas, who's a, li- a longtime friend of Harry's, and they talked about HIV advocacy and specifically about Princess Diana's work in bringing, shedding light on HIV awareness. And so we're going to play a clip from their chat.
1: What my mum started all those years ago was creating empathy and understanding, but also curiosity. And I think that was yeah. really powerful to be able to create that curiosity of, hang on, we know nothing about this virus. Can we at least learn some more rather than be so critical and so judgmental right from the beginning? So in that respect, I've seen huge change. People are, are able and happy to talk about HIV so so much more openly, but the stigma still exists and therefore the testing is still a problem.
0: What was interesting to me about this is that it's really on the heels of the announcement that the queen wants Camilla to be queen consort, but there's no, I mean, Harry has not said anything publicly about that announcement at all, but then has talked about his own mother and his, you know, her incredible work with uh, AIDS and HIV awareness and in this national HIV testing week is this week in the UK. So I I don't know. It's just kind of that juxtaposition. We won't – I just don't think we'll know his true feelings about anything until his memoir comes out. And even then, it might be
1: yeah. not super dramatic. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. No, and I, I – want to know what his thoughts are. Exactly. I love that he's carrying on the torch for Diana in this arena. But yeah, definitely. I'm so curious. That memoir is coming faster than we think. Yeah. Okay. Prince Andrew, whoa. This was another shocker. Not, I mean, Super Bowl was a uh, shocker, but on a much more superficial level than this <laughs> is just, I my mouth dropped. Prince Andrew has settled his case. We did not see this coming. His deposition no. was set. It was bumped back, I think, a week to March 17th. He settled, according to the Telegraph, to the tune of more than 12 million pounds, which is about 16 and a half million. And people are saying it's north of that, too. How did they get this number? That's what I'm curious about. Do you know? I think it just said reliable sources.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Someone commented on Instagram and a reporter wrote back, do you know how
1: journalism works? And I was like, whoa. Okay. (laughs) Like a UK tabloid reporter wrote that. (laughs) What? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Jeez. Yeah. Well, the, and the telegraph also with the scoop that the queen is partially paying and that is very making a lot of people angry, raised eyebrows. There was a line in the story that apparently if they if Andrew got to the deposition part of the trial or phase, not knowing exactly the yeah. legal talk, um it would have been pretty impossible for the queen to fund any part. So perhaps that was related to this rush settlement, which I guess they got to after 10 days of conversations. But what this means is there will be no more jury trial, no more back and forth about evidence. We saw a lot of headlines about the missing photo that Andrew's legal team was demanding Virginia supply this week. So there's no more back and forth about evidence to fight claims that he didn't rape or sexually abuse Virginia when she was 17. The other term, neither side can discuss terms of settlement or the case publicly. I feel like that's kind of standard, um, The money went direct to Virginia and her charity Speak Out, Act, Reclaim, which this uh, acronym is SOAR. Andrew also, there's no admission of guilt, no apology, but, but, but he's commending her bravery. And I think that that line in itself is just so mouth-dropping because is the bravery that she had to deal with jerks like Andrew. Like, not just back then, but even just what has played out with him, him dragging her on and on and on in this case. So, and to not, I think the statement said something like he never meant to malign her name, but
0: everything he did was to cause her to seem disreputable
1: in yeah. the press.
0: Like, it just was like such a 180 from his actions. And to think like he, his wealth can get him out of situations where he's basically talked out of both sides of his mouth. That's what really feels like the sting. And I I just thought she wouldn't take a settlement. And I think it is – I mean, I'm a little bit disappointed, honestly. I think –
1: Well, there is – so on the settlement, um, very recently, there was an interview that her attorney gave, and I wanted to read this line. It said, we would be unlikely to settle in a situation in which somebody just handed over a check. So if Prince Andrew maintains, I've never heard of this person, I don't know who she is, the photographs are fake, then I don't think we would settle on that basis. That said, if you had a settlement that was large enough to be, in effect, a vindication, then it's something we would obviously look at. And so my take is that this was large enough, and some of the comments he made in his statement like even just saying that he commends her bravery it's like is that an admission or you know that she has suffered unfair public attacks is that I mean he called her a liar so it's just is that is that sort of a backtracking with a like very specific wording that he's backtracking I'm not sure I mean his guilt and is And I do like that apparent. he's
0: donating to charity, like, for specifically charity too. victims of sexual abuse. That he feels right. But it definitely – I wish we had known what was going to come out of the deposition. I wish that we had had that moment
1: mm-hmm.
0: to bring forth more evidence. I think whenever he opens his mouth, he basically admits his guilt, like, just like the BBC Newsnight interview. And so yes. I think – you know, we could have had more information and now this kind of stops it in its tracks. And that's what yeah is kind of a little bit disappointing. But he's also, you know, his titles are taken away. He's not going to be carrying out any, you know, royal duties.
1: So I guess yeah. that's fine. I, I definitely I... hope that she got what she wanted because I feel like this is such a massive, no matter what, it's a victory for victims of sexual abuse. And I feel like many of the organizations which are applauding her. And I just think the courage it took to go up against the royal family, like just how terrifying this all must have been in the wake of what she already endured. So yeah, I hope that for her, this is a victory and that she got what she wanted. But I'm definitely surprised that the queen is involved with paying some of this. And I think that that is... A I mean, Andrew a doesn't have the finances is the bottom line, as right. we've seen. And that's just, I guess... So he goes to his mommy and she backs him up there, which I don't think is what we any of us want to see. Also, we got the news that there will be a service of Thanksgiving for Prince Philip confirmed for March 29th. And that I looks to be Andrew's next and last appearance. They said he will oh, not last. be okay. participating because in the Jubilee. Was it what the I'm telegraph said?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised he'll even be making a public appearance at that point because it still feels like he should be totally behind closed doors and out of sight but I know I don't want last, to see him at the I service guess. of
1: Thanksgiving I'm I don't really want to sorry see at all. I don't want to see him at all I know I it's his father his and like again. it is something it's just hard to I guess bar someone from something like that but I just I think my biggest concern with all of this is just this settlement happened a couple days of you know front page headlines and then the world moves on and it just seems like that's not good enough you know I just yeah that's he how can I kind feel. Of, I feel
0: like, yeah. will people think that he, like, will history
1: write itself as, like,
0: he never was guilty? That's what mm-hmm. I worry about. Will he I, have a PR I campaign
1: think, to come back 20 years from now? Who knows? And I, I mean, I guess he'll be truly pretty old then. so but, guilty. Yeah. yeah oh, it just,
0: I, it's like he got off scot-free, and that's not fair. And I think with a, with lesser resources, it wouldn't
1: happen. Yeah, it's like, so. deny, deny, deny. Pay sixteen and a half million dollars. Is there (laughs) guilt involved? I would say absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's a question. So, anyways, massive news. Let's move on, judges. So, okay.
0: So this is fun. Let's switch gears and, and yes! like switch tones because I feel like you need like some uh, sports
1: like like what are the songs da-da-da,
0: like in some sports music. <laughs> but we saw them together, Prince Harry and Princess Eugenie. They were masked up in a suite that was sponsored by Salesforce. So that is one of the official partners of Better Up. So it makes sense. He was there in their suite. He was. Hanging out, dancing
1: at halftime. Did you watch the halftime show though? I did. I would, I loved every minute of it. Oh it felt God, like I my childhood. <laughs> my jaw was on the floor. I loved it. I I was dancing. I got off my I couch danced. for the halftime show and the Harry Eugenie sighting. And I feel like so the good. halftime show was incredible. I just thought so I loved the good. set. I loved everything about it. But when I,
0: Eminem came out, when 50 Cent was hanging upside down. My I was sister out was of my, texting my chair. You. She was singing. like, these were
1: my jams. Like <laughs> yes. it's so
0: good. <laughs> Dancing. So I can just imagine how excited Harry and Eugenie were dancing in their seats. And it seems like Eugenie, Jack, and August are all in California together, which is such a nice little well, royal that photo family visit. Yeah. And the first kind of public royal visit that Sussexes have had since moving to Montecito. Yeah. So Eugenie posted that Valentine's photo, which was this beautiful flower walk i can't i mean i guess that's in the montecito i mean that must be like 24 7
1: california life i am it made me (sighs) so excited for spring in brooklyn because i've missed it the last two years with the pandemic being other places and i just love the cherry blossoms and all of that stuff but it was a beautiful we were laughing though
0: rachel when we were thinking we were talking about prepping for this episode and laughing about how like picturing what megan
1: and jack were just doing hanging out because they were clearly at home right they were yeah i mean we're in, inserting what our guesses are here, but that they were at home while Harry and Eugenie were at the game, and they were with the kids playing
0: with little August a couple in laws that get to catch up at
1: all the hot goss of the fam, right? Like drinking I feel like,
0: amigos margaritas yes. because he's the spokesperson. Like just having, but having a blast being in laws and catching up and being like. Ugh, like, this family. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, like, to be a little bit of an outsider, but to also have that connection of, like, we married into this, and it is so crazy, and, like, this is what, like, we need to vent about it. I just think it's – I know. I was actually I going the best time. deep
1: in my thought. I was, like, I'm picturing them ordering takeout, and then I was, like, no, 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 Megan's way too good of a cook. I bet she made, like, this delicious Super Bowl <gasps> spread, and it was – they were probably watching. But I also simultaneously was, like, to be a fly on the wall of the conversations that Harry and Eugenie were having, too, because yeah. I think – just the two of them they haven't seen each other in so long right i mean it's i guess right. you know it was well september for the
0: statue yeah so I'm maybe being. that was the
1: last time that they saw each yeah. other in july right
0: but it's nice to have that connection too because i think you know harry has been staying at frogmore when he goes mm-hmm. over and you know that was obviously his house and now he you know he's kind of letting eugenie and jack stay there for the time being and so to have that you know, that home base that feels like home for him over there, and to have Eugenie there, who is seems like such a strong support to him. She and Jack were also there at the Halloween party mm-hmm. the night that every the world found out about Megan and Harry. Yeah. So I think that that was they, and then Eugenie also did the 40 for 40 yes. campaign. Yes, and constantly Meghan. voices
1: support on her yeah. Instagram. And Megan and her knew each other before Megan knew Harry, I think. So, yes. just really. Um, in general I think new, new. cousin relationships are very a very special bond I feel that way about my cousins in particular, And I feel
0: like Harry took it to the next level and had this like all-star VIP yes. <laughs> access backstage pass because he also was pictured holding the Lombardi trophy in the Rams locker room. He met Cedric the Entertainer. He met uh, one of the national anthem singers, Mickey Guyton, who curtsied in her tracksuit was what she said. And
1: she said Harry was lovely. Would you was really curtsy? Sweet. Like that's I, – I think that I was a question that this. came up a lot. Would you curtsy if you met Harry and Meghan or any no. royal? No. But like if you met Kate and William, you wouldn't curtsy. You think, wouldn't even. I think I would bow my it. head a little bit out of like just like you wouldn't a go reflex? like all the way to the ground.
0: I think a like curtsy it. would take like more of like a wherewith – like I just I think I would I would You'd, like like training oh, like, it. A really respectful nod. What do you
1: think? Oh, a respectful nod, Roberta. I like that. Like a a head bow. A head bow. Yeah, I think that in just going a little bit, but I'd love to know like how many inches you're actually expected to go down or like all that stuff because (laughs) I I applaud her decision
0: because I don't really know what you would do in
1: that circumstance, Mickey. Good good. Uh, you know, attempt or guess or...
0: I, I think it's great. She said it was her southern roots, so I thought it was very... um In a tracksuit, that makes, you know, it's easier to do, like, if you're nervous, maybe. And he probably found that so funny and, like, laughed it off and it was like an icebreaker yeah. moment for them. So I think that's really fun. Also, you have Eugenie in town for work events. So this could have been one of the reasons why she yeah. was there. I hope that the reason was to just visit Harry and Megan, But also, she is the director of this London gallery hauser and worth so she is uh overseeing a stand at the art fair freeze los angeles that starts this week and so as you know as head of as the director,
1: yeah, Maybe. she'll be able
0: to kind of be there. Hopefully, we'll see pictures of her doing that, too, which would be
1: awesome. Very but- exciting. I think also just fascinating to see the press in the UK. Like, there's just been so much surprise, I think, across <laughs> the board that they that Eugenie top- popped up there. And, uh, yeah, I will say that when I was watching the game – so my husband, Matt, is a huge Rams fan. Like, it was the most stressful day in our household. And I, was, I had resigned myself to not talk during the game because it was just so – re- it really looked like they might lose, right? Right. And then when I saw, like, I just came alive when I saw Harry and Eugenie there. It was like I love changed it. the whole I love tone it. of the night for me. I was like, I didn't care. He's like, now you pay attention. Yeah, he was <laughs> I was like texting furiously with Roberta and just like it was just really funny because nothing <laughs> mattered after that. I didn't care anything yeah, about Yeah, I didn't game pay attention. He was so thrilled when they won and
0: I was like, But Harry and Eugenie were there. <laughs> it was so weird to see though that people this is just the last thing I'll say, is that people were like denying it was Harry. Yes. I just that- that was bizarre, bizarre too there was a lot of like conspiracy theory about him not yeah. being him and i was like Wait, and then i think totally the
1: nfl him. confirmed it it was just like no 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 it is it
0: is them guys yeah that was so strange and i will say i have to take back what i said last week that his hair didn't look very good i think he looked great yes, i think harry looked i felt a difference felt
1: he looked very trim he looked hot and young and good and i, I just still think with that event, it was like the black t-shirt and the harsh Zoom lighting that maybe threw it off. So maybe it was just That's a bad – That's what you know, it was. Zoom does he, us all no favors. He went no back favors. to his
0: roots with the open button down, and I think he actually had a blazer on at one point. I was I was trying to see if that was a blazer or button down, but with a white t-shirt, classic Harry. His haircut has grown in a little more. It looks great. Oh. It was such a delight to see. I just feel like he's immersed himself in American culture, yeah. and I want to see what's next. Like, what – is he going to be, like, pictured – you know cooking hot dogs at a barbecue on the fourth of july oh like, yeah yeah place?
1: exactly i can't wait i, love it. I can't wait
0: Before we adjourn the royal pod, here are our highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. My low is that Charles and Camilla both have COVID now. So they were, you know, first it was just Charles. They went to this event at the British Museum, and the next day Charles tested positive for COVID. And it was, you know, reported that he had met his mother, the Queen, on Tuesday of that week. So you know we're all on pins and needles about that but then camilla tests negative the next day and so she went forward with three events which is just like what was the decision there
1: like we all know how this works right and i feel like she went to three events and shook a bunch of hands she went maskless yeah she took off her mask
0: and was shaking hands with doctors it's like oh what a, what a mistake i just just saw those pictures and thought even if she tests negative She's living with a man who tests positive. She shouldn't be. You have to at wait a few event. days
1: at least. You got to test negative yeah. multiple days, and uh, it just was not the smartest. But did you see? We saw the queen just now at a at an in person event. So does that mean that she
0: is clear? They won't say whether she's testing positive or negative, but they said that she doesn't have symptoms. But if so she I saw other
1: people, so hopefully that means. That she's That she's cleared, right? Yeah. Otherwise, we just keep spreading. (laughs) I don't know. Right. It's like we need a map of all the exposures or something. Anyways, I need to change my low because I hijacked it. I am going to say something that I thought was just a silly story, that there is a, I mean, total tabloid story, I guess. This was... When, before the Super Bowl, when Harry and Meghan were laying low and the tabloids needed something, but there's an odor in Montecito and the tabloids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's like a stagnant saltwater marsh that's within six minutes of their home, yeah. but it's kind of BS because there's an, a quote that someone debunked it where it's like, it does not smell and it hasn't smelled in a long time. So just made, that just whole thing made me laugh that it's. A, yeah, classic British
0: tabloids to make a bird sanctuary bad somehow.
1: Like, yeah, this and is like. like I think it was just like the headline was something like so "Harry and Meghan's random. home smells like what?" Just it's yeah, that's it's not, not news, day. and it's all t- <laughs> I don't know. No, it's
0: just like a way to pick on someone. Yeah. Um. My high this week is James Middleton and his Valentine's Day post. He. So I have three words. Outdoor, fireside, fondue, which sounds like it could be six words, but it's only three. There were there was the dogs there. There was the wood burning fire, the tiki torches, bread, cheese, a song that he put this video to called Sexy Weekend by the Scoundrels. And he captioned the post, "The way to a French girl's heart. Happy Valentine's Day!" Of course, Elise there eating the fondue. I thought it was French onion soup at first. I don't know. I think I saw the like the French girl in the caption, thought French onion soup immediately. But no, it's fondue. Way better of a choice.
1: But Gosh, I loved James it. Middleton, delightful. romantic, delightful. He's delightful. what a dream what and so creative. I love this. I love. that I was just gonna say I love this for you. <laughs> see if you were there. Oh, God. Dave is so over me talking about things all the <laughs> it's time. So funny. My high was Mike Tyndall sounding off the good, the bad, and the rugby is just our wonderful sort of we get a Insight. little nugget yeah. from Mike, but he they had a an actual like multi-minute conversation about Kate's rugby skills. And I want to play a clip from that conversation. This is Mike talking with Alex Payne and James Haskell, his co-hosts, about Kate.
0: She looks a more natural rugby player than both of yeah. you put together. I, I text Ellis. And said, mate, please tell me anything she's messed up on, and so I can sort of family WhatsApp group get into her. And he said, no, she was actually pretty good and she was really good at kicking. And I was like, oh. but she has this competitive nature where she, she looked unbelievably you?
1: It's so funny to me. They they went on to like gush and be like, it was effortless, utterly fantastic. They like she didn't mess up at all. And I guess most people do mess up that thing that she did. And then they also talk about how the competition that's coming between William and Kate with the competitive, you know, Williams patron of the Welsh Rugby Union. And there were just anecdotes shared about that, where they talked about how Kate switched teams because she. There's pictures of her from 2015 playing with Harry, you know, with Harry and William at a game for Wales. So it's just fascinating, and I love the revelation also that there is. I mean, I guess we've had proof of this before, but that there is a WhatsApp group chat for the cousins. I love
0: that. That's my favorite part of this whole thing. But the competition part is because he's Welsh rugby union. William is the Welsh rugby union yes. patron and she's now the English rugby yes. union patron. So there'll be like some, you know, family rivalries going on. And there's the same thing with Princess Anne who is patron of the Scottish rugby union. Oh, So there is fun. this like very nice family healthy competition between them when they all play. Because I guess it's – there's a – I don't know – anything I know. about rugby but there's like the guinness six nations thing going on i don't yeah. know That's i feel like sports on this podcast like my tongue gets tied i can't talk yeah. about it <laughs> we just have to like shut up. our brains but mike is just completely. so Except wonderful when it's the super bowl because yes. there's like so much to talk about that doesn't
1: involve football exactly i love it but mike is so lovely i just want to say he that is. i love this podcast and i love his off-the-cuff stuff
0: oh to be in that whatsapp group chat <sighs> things all right just a reminder before we close leave us a royal reading pretty please this is a review it says these ladies are amazing and a joy to listen to it's like catching up with friends on our favorite subject with a royal refreshment and you can totally hear their friends i love when the chemistry shows over the mic looking forward to my thursday mornings to catch up with you girls aww, aww.
1: As long as you know, we don't talk about each other. Happy Valentine's Day, Roberta. We, I, I adore you to pieces and this is such happy a… Happy Galentine's Galentine's. I keep saying Valentine's just you, but Galentine's. That's the pivot. I always You're forget my Galentine. <laughs> you You're are my, Gal. my Galentine. Through and through.
0: <laughs> Please follow us on Instagram if you haven't already at royally obsessed podcast and write us info at gallerypodcasts.com. Till next week. God, God save, save the pod. <laughs>